Hello, I'm Tracy Carlton Ward and this is Sweat, Grit and Hustle. On this week's show, I am joined by Jennifer Gilmore, the owner and founder of Small Business Networking Coffee House. Like many of us in COVID, when we went into lockdown, Jennifer decided to spin on a sixpence and create a new income stream. Jennifer, thank you and welcome for joining us. Oh no, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to talk to you about my journey. Yeah, and I know your journey is quite an interesting one because you're a lady that's been through things that many people would have literally been in a corner crippled with and you've come out the other side, you own a business and you, you're running a very successful group and networking centre. So tell us about your life, you know, have you always been in business for yourself or have you worked for other people before? Um, so before I opened my first business, I um, was I was actually at university and did a lot of education um, myself. And aside from that, I was in retail. So being a sales sales assistant, paper girl, chambermaid, all of those um, little jobs that you would have as you were growing up, I guess. And um, the reason why I set up my first business was actually because I was in an abusive relationship. And the abuse was so controlling that my hours at work were significantly reduced. Um, so by the end of it, I, I was doing four hours a week. And that became a real big financial problem for me in that situation. And there was a lot of pressure to do everything myself. And it was just easier for me to prevent any abuse by reducing my work hours. So I was protecting myself. And um, it meant that I had hardly any money and I started making Christmas gifts for my family um, as well as birthday gifts um, throughout the year. And I got a few inquiries about it, actually. And I started being commissioned to make gifts for other people. So they were baby gifts or so just really crafts that I'd picked up and I was really enjoying it. And um, I realized that I didn't actually need to then go into work. I could work at home and there would be no problem regarding that because I'm not doing anything wrong. There's no questioning about where I am, what I'm doing. I can just do it in my own time. So for a long period of time, that's where things started for me. It wasn't um, until I left that relationship. And if I hadn't set up a business at that point, I don't think I would have left because actually it gave me a focus and it meant I got to connect with other people in business who gave me the confidence and the ability to recognize, um, you know, the good things about me in my life at the time. So that was the first really, you know, sort of set up for me in terms of business. But I would really say it was more of a, a hobbyist kind of um, business at that time. Yeah. And you've gone on to do many other things since. But before we go on to the businesses that you've done since, how important was the independence of that first business in helping you actually progress your life to a new dimension away from domestic abuse? Um, for me, if I if I hadn't have gone over to sort of networking groups and met other people within the business um area of life I don't think I would have got out of that relationship so in terms of my independence um, other business owners equipped me 
to be able to recognize that I am somebody, I am a good person, I'm all the things that he didn't say about me. And um, it gave me the ability to get out. And it actually started with putting myself into a position of getting a temporary Christmas job. So people helped me and I made friends from it. And I wouldn't be here without having set up that first business. So it gave me the tools to get out of that situation. Brilliant. That is really good news. And I know, I think you do a little bit of advocating, don't you, as well now for abuse mm. victims. So, Yeah, that's my passion side. So when, once I got on out of that situation, I did a lot of work with support workers. I was very open to get support and to be able to um, steps in place for me to find out who I am as a person and also how I'm going to move on um, from this experience which had you know progressed over several years and um, without those recovery programs and without the support I wouldn't be here now because it was the time when I realized that nobody spoke about coercive control and emotional abuse and so I decided to take it upon myself to try and reach into those that are still in the situation by writing a fictional book. And that really started my passion side of my work. And I do a lot of raising awareness of domestic abuse through my social media channels, through speaking at events around the UK and from sharing my story. So I really enjoy it, but obviously um, it is definitely that passion side of me. Um, and which does take up a lot of time as well. <laughs> yeah, it's like anything, isn't it? They're like babies, aren't they? Businesses and passions. So if you happen to be listening and you've got things going on that you sometimes sat there thinking, this is never going to end, um, we'll make sure that you know how to get in touch with Jennifer later on in the show. But there is definitely avenues that you can start working on. So Jennifer, you, you're not doing a business now with crafts predominantly. You're now doing a business that helps other small businesses. So share with the listeners, you know, how did you move from a crafting business that was a hobby to a business that now is supporting, I think it's over 5,000 people uh, through small business networking? Yeah, so obviously um, COVID hit, um, but if I take you just a step before then, I was in London, I just received an award for using social media for good. It was the UK and European Award uh, Marketing Awards, and I was at this very high point, and that was a November before COVID. And as I was on the train on the way home, and um, I got a phone call off my husband to say that he was going to be made redundant. So you can imagine I was at this um, high point in doing my advocacy work and then heard from my husband this was going to happen. So I thought, you know what, I'm not going to worry about it. We're not going to worry about Christmas at all. We're just going to get into the next year and we'll think about working from home together on our own. And obviously things Things really did change with um, the announcement of um, coronavirus and I decided that I was panicking, my husband was panicking, that we couldn't be the only ones as business owners panicking and I thought I didn't want to put it out there into the world on my Facebook page um, and add to the hysteria that was happening on social media 
So I thought, how can I be productive and supportive? I'll, I, know, I know what I'll do. I'll open a Facebook group and it will be a place that will be a pop-up group for the period of um, the next coming weeks as we potentially go into a lockdown. And just as we opened it, I think it was a couple of days after we went into that, that lockdown. And originally it was there to panic together as business owners to support one another to share any of the updates the daily broadcasts and also everything to do with the grants and the funding for um, the business side of um, the world and I didn't really think about what was going to happen with this group but it naturally took a course that it took over our lives so it meant that I put my domestic abuse work to a side that had gone really quiet all of the events got cancelled um, and nobody was buying anything online and my husband who does still have the craft business I originally set up it's just merged into something else it meant that we could um, help everybody and we could have that space and everybody could join together And over the months, it grew really fast. And we just spent all this time in this group. So we thought, how can we, how can we, you know, make an income from this because we put everything aside and everybody else is making sales, is making connections, is getting referrals from the group, which is fantastic. So we opened up the premium membership, which is called Latte and Live. And we did it at a really, really affordable price when we first opened it and said, this is the price for the first, for, for the month. If you join now, it'll stay like that forever. We, we don't plan to change the founding membership price. And um, the first month we've got 50 members and we we're really excited. And it just meant at that time it would pay for the time that we were investing into this Facebook group, but we also could provide online networking events to those that were in the premium membership. And since then, it's grown. We have 130 online members, but we serve, obviously, um, 5.5 thousand people within that free group as well. So it's grown at a really nice pace. It's definitely a group where you can come along and be yourself. The whole idea was that we could be ourselves together through humor and through discussions and build, you know, good relationships um, where we are potentially friends and friendships alongside the business connections. So I really enjoy it it's because it's a yin to my yang. Um, I get to do the domestic abuse work still as my passion. And I also get to have my creative element side of things within this networking group um, and it's received uh, an award actually uh, last month it received um, best networking specialists in Yorkshire brilliant and what 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 was the body that was dishing out the awards on that one it's called corporate vision but I'm just bringing this from memory but I think <laughs> it was the best networking specialist award so really delighted to have received that. Brilliant. Well done on that. And, you know, what What are your plans for that business now? You know, this was a pop-up business. Mm. You've got several thousand free members and the premium members are growing. So what plans do you have for that business? Where is it going? 
We we plan to keep it um, growing. We don't plan to close the door because we do believe there is a place for online networking. Um, you don't have to travel um, to a networking group. You can simply hop on a Zoom call. Um, it means that there's no limit if you've obviously got a service-based business or you ship out to even beyond the UK, then you can um, join in and you save time um, in terms of literally just hopping onto the meeting. So we do have some ideas of what we would like to um, you know, go with. We've thought about a potential conference, um, an alternative conference. It wouldn't be boring. It would be engaging. It would be Instagrammable. But that is definitely maybe a few years down the line. I think for now, we're just finding our feet and it's still unpredictable whether we're going to go into another lockdown or what's going to happen. So we're just um, enjoying what um, lockdown has brought us as a, as a, a couple in business as well. Brilliant. That is really good news. So in terms of, you know, pop-up business now running really successfully, there must be loads of lessons learned and golden nuggets that you have amassed over the last, what, 18 months that mm. might be quite useful for others out there thinking of starting a business or in the early stages of one already? Yes, I think one of the things that I've learned over the last 18 months is that you really do need to have a few plans in place um, and not depend on one plan. So obviously, um, we've got a few income streams now and as one goes quiet, the other one might pick up and that might be to do with seasons or things that influence the world like coronavirus. But it means that we're more stable as we're both working from home. So I would say oh, don't put all of your eggs in one basket, to be honest, and don't discount um, other income opportunities, even if it's something as simple as affiliate marketing and having a number of affiliate links where you can recommend a product or a service that you use and like. Um, so consider looking at other income opportunities if you've got that time. The other thing that um, I've really learned over the last 18 months that I will, I'm obviously I was in a controlling relationship and I, I like to be in control of what is happening within my businesses. But ultimately, that prevented me from growth. And I was also scared of something growing really fast that I couldn't keep a hold of. And I think now, if I could go back in time, I would say, let's delegate this task that you don't need to be doing. Let's um, give that to somebody else. Let's bring someone on sooner so that you've got the right foundations in place so that you can creatively lead the way that you do but also then not be afraid of growth because you've got the right structure in place. And I think if you can think of tasks that you are doing in your business that can be replicated, if it's admin work, if it's to do with email lists or whatever it might be, it might be uploading something onto your website or editing a podcast, whatever it might be, if that can be replicated or taught to somebody else, then why not free up your time and be open to that growth so that you can then implement new strategies and taking your business forward. Because I think as business owners, 
we do a lot of fire like firefighting if you're um, self-employed so admin might get in the way and you really have to think about how much time you're spending on taking those steps forward in business and I think if we're honest with ourselves we probably spend a lot of time doing the day-to-day activities within the business rather than implementing a growth strategy or where do we want to take our business or implementing a business plan so I think those are the two major things that I've taken from the last 18 months is multiple income streams um don't put your eggs all in one basket and uh, don't be afraid of growth research it and look at how you can be equipped for that growth yeah, I know when um, I was on one of your networking sessions a couple of weeks ago, and one of the things we talked about in the group that we were in was delegating out some of the smaller tasks, the tasks that are easier to delegate. And there were a couple of points that came up out of it that were were, were quite brilliant points, actually. One, one uh, business owner said, well, there's not really a lot that's repeatable in my business, And the solution that came out is, well, what are you doing in your home life that's repeatable? Can you free up some time by delegating your gardening and your cleaning and your ironing? And it it Mm. suddenly dawned on people in there that the repeatable tasks aren't always in your business, they're in your life. Mm. But if that frees up time to give you more creative space, then it's still a great thing to do. Um, So that was a a big learning that a couple of them took out in that one. You know, it's not always your business that you need to delegate things from. And for Mm. me, the the other factor that came out was often there's a fear. You've Mm. got repeatable tasks, but there's this fear of, I don't have enough income coming in yet to be able to afford to pay for those tasks to done. And I think one of the things that, you know, I get it. Income's a big factor in it. But one of the things that I believe is limiting is saying, I don't have the funds to do it. Therefore, I can't do it. When actually, if you did free up the funds, you'd actually get more sales, which would bring the money in anyway. So there were some yeah. nice things came out of um, your group on that session. Um, that sounds really interesting, especially with that type of discussion. And those are the things that I originally considered in the early days. One of the things I did do um, before COVID hit is I had a cleaner and um, she came once a fortnight for a few hours. And as she worked, I said to myself, I'm going to use those two, three hours to completely market and look for sales and basically earn the money back and more than what she was doing because I think actually if we're honest with ourselves something like that might actually be it might seem like a lot of money but if you dedicated that time to marketing you could probably make triple the amount of money in that space of time so it's just as long as you're covering those costs Um, but it is scary it is definitely scary Um, And sometimes when you were saying about not being able to find the um, tasks that are, you know, could be repeatable, I think it's, um, there's always something in your business. It's just opening your eyes up to it. So even if it's to do with social media management or creating graphics or um, putting people onto an email list or some kind of, you know, website edits or anything like that, Anything that saves you time is going to be a bonus and then you can use that time to bring in the sales. So I think it's just a thought process. 
You could always do a trial period with somebody. If it's a VA or a cleaner or a gardener, you could say, can we trial this for three months and see how we get on and see if you can actually give that um, time and bring the return in at the same at the same time. And I bet you at, I bet you at the end of the three months, you'll be saying, can you stay on for another three? Yeah, I think you're right. And I think the point you made is a valid one is, don't delegate those tasks and pay the money for them unless you're going to use that time to grow mm. your income, to increase your sales. You know, if you're just going to use that time to sit down and um, read a book or watch Netflix, then, you know, don't do that, guys, <laughs> will you? Um, so that that's brilliant, Jennifer. Thank you for those tips. Now, before we go into our quick fire questions, um, I thought it'd be a good point for you to let people know how to reach you. How do people contact you? How do they um, go find out more information about your small business networking? Yeah, so um, if you head to our website, it's actually called latteandlive.com. You'll be able to find a free Facebook group through there and also everything to do with um, our networking group as well, which is at the premium membership side of things. And if you wanted to contact me with regards to any experiences to do with domestic abuse or you might need some help or support, then you can find me on social media as Jen L. Gilmore. Or if you head to jennifergilmore.com, you can find me there as well. Generally, I'm on most social media platforms as myself and you'll find any information on there as well. So if you didn't feel like you could reach out, you'll be able to find some useful links and resources as well. So yeah, we'll make sure that those links are in the show notes for you guys uh, when this goes live. So Jennifer, a few quick fire questions for you to see where your thinking is. Um, let's see. What's been your best investment in your life? Well, it's getting um, people to come and help in terms of team members. So getting a VA, um, starting with one VA and manage to support three VAs because that's given me the return on the investment uh, massively. Yeah. And retirement, business income or pension? Business income. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> I'm just addicted. I really enjoy doing what I'm doing. Yeah. And if you can create a business that by the time you want to retire is is providing income without you being there 24-7, then that is brilliant. Um <laughs> What's been your most extravagant purchase in your life? Extravagant purchase? Um, actually, oh, that's a really difficult one. I'm trying to think. I, I tend to buy sensible things. So um, I suppose the biggest one, the most costly is the equipment. So um, having an up-to-date laptop, we have um, MacBooks, um, and the equipment that goes with that, anything to do with the tech side of things, that costs the most. But I have also made mistakes. And with the domestic abuse side of the work, before um, lockdown happened, there were plans for me to open an application, a phone app. And I'd received um, a grant for it. But sadly, because of COVID, it delayed it so much and the cost went up significantly that I couldn't open it. And I wasted two and a half thousand pounds of my own money on it and sometimes that is really scary to think about but also it brings the biggest lessons as well so yeah I guess it would have to be the money spent on an app that never fruition never came to life 
Cool. Okay. And um, I know you're doing lots to change the world of domestic abuse already, but aside from that, if there's one more thing you could change in the world, what would it be? Um, what would I want to change in the world? I suppose I would like people to be more accepting of one another. So perhaps it's this, we get rid of the stereotypes and we don't label people. Um, but I don't know how we would, um, how you would actually do that. Um, but I think it's unhealthy to label people and I include businesses in that as well. So being a six figure business owner um, and how uh, we market that and how it's portrayed. So, yeah, I think if we could scrap all of the stereotypical labels and just treat each other as we would treat ourselves. <laughs> yeah, that would be a good move, wouldn't it? Um, and the question, my final quick fire question, which I ask everybody, the show is called Sweat, Grit and Hustle. So of those three, which one resonates with you the most and why sweat, grit or hustle? It's got to be hustle um, because as with the small business networking coffee house in lockdown, I'm always thinking of creative ways to make a difference um, or to help other people. And I would class that as hustling in the moment. Yeah, I love it. It's not very often we get people picking something other than grit. They've, most people have gone <laughs> for grit these days, but I love it because Hustle is not just about, you know, the bad connotation of the word. It, it's about any small business owner who is always looking at side hustles or ways to hustle and get their product to market quicker. And, mm. um, you know, in some ways, I think it's a lovely word. But, yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> pleased somebody's picked hustle again for a change. Yes. <laughs> Jennifer, it has been a pleasure having you on the show. I know you've come from adversity to grow something that is phenomenal. And I know you keep growing that and doing more with it. So thank you very much for joining us. Oh, well, thank you for having me. I've really enjoyed it. You are more than welcome. So there you go, guys. Another insight into a small business owner's real life journey. We will be back with you next week. Until then, see you on the flip side. To keep up with what we're doing and what's coming on Sweat, Grit and Hustle, do visit us at www.sweatgrithustle.com.